Hello, everyone. Hello, oh. everybody. Welcome oh. in to episode 41 of the Fused you, you did. You did make it back. He was concerned. A little bit. Yeah, and then you ruined my intro. Come on, John. Stepped all over it, you guys. Off to a flying start for episode <laughs> 41. Well, welcome in to episode 41 of the Fused Relativity podcast. Uh, I made it back. Let's just say that. So, John, other than ruining my intro, how are you doing tonight? It's nice to not have my weekend screwed up by work or call. So work. Nice. N nothing wrong with that. Uh, host with no name, how are you doing? A.K.A. Kirk. Again, well, of course, you know, it referenced, of course, a horse with no name. You've been on the desert with a horse with no name, so tonight you're flying through space with a host with no name. So similar, but uh, I'm doing good. Actually, I went to a, a party. Have you guys ever heard of a, I went to a party and it was around the holidays and they go, basically, we make cookies and we drink beer. That's the whole premise of the party. We we have ingredients and you can bring recipes, but we're going to make cookies and then play drinking games. Do you guys, is this registering at all? I have never heard of anything like that. Never Supposedly done it that came before. from it came from Maine or something. It's it's a back east thing. Pause. It's just where it's real cold and there's nothing else to do. It sounds like, and they just brought it out. But they made some killer Oreo mint kind of things that were just ridiculous. And it was also it was fun like drinking games with forty year olds. Everybody was like, "Let's not go crazy." Everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's, yeah. You know, what I mean, we're not we're not idiots here. Like, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it on a medium, like a solid medium level, guys. Exactly. Like, like we got to work tomorrow, people. Let's not be morons. We're not, you know, 20-year-old college kids. You know, it was like that kind of drinking. So it was great. It was perfect. Um, okay, and just one more thing for the, just in the intro, I saw a product. You guys are both parents. Maybe you can help me out with this, but it just floor. I just don't understand who this is for. I saw it was uh, non-drowsy children's cold medication. And... I don't, it seems like as a parent, if you have a chance to drug your kid, you take it, A, first of all. And then B, what the, okay, hear, hear me out. Okay, so here's the thing. Our child is sick, so I, I'm going to give him liquid, but let's not slow him down. The thing that just runs all over and just touches everything and just has energy, let's um, not try to slow that down and just, it's like, it's a ball of germs running around your house and you're going to like give it an energy drink? <laughs> no, you give it the you give it the drowsy cold medic. They got to rest anyway. I'm like, come on, you're not giving them shots of whiskey because they have a cold. You're giving them cold medication, but non-drowsy makes no sense to me. I'm gonna say, my yeah. guess is it has something to do with whatever the drowsy component is. Yeah, maybe not wanting to give that to children. Whatever makes Probably. them drowsy. So or the Benadryl. Diphenhydramine. Right, but making kids drowsy isn't bad. No? I'm not eh. going to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> We're parents, Kirk. Quit trying to get us in trouble. Yeah. No, no, come on. You know what? If you could just admit sometimes, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes well, my kids run around as you're pain in the ass. I don't know. See, but if, if they sleep too much during the day, then they just stay up all night. Chris should know this. Yep. 
But I don't we, know if they're like, sick anyway. Anyway, all right. Anyway, yes, Kurt. Uh, we <laughs> won't agree with you on that one. But uh, so as maybe everyone has seen, the title of this episode is called "Communism in Space." A little red for the red planet. Uh, yeah. I still don't know. So, John, take it away. <laughs> my my thought process is is we've we've talked about there being colonies on Mars. The question I was thinking of was what type of overarching government would be in place? Because I personally don't think capitalism would ever work on Mars or the moon or anything like that. Moon, maybe because it's close enough, but Mars, absolutely not. Well, it, I think uh, uh, Martian, Martian law, we've already discussed this. Well, I mean, is just, that a thing? That's an actual thing? No, <laughs> it's it's wordplay on martial law, but it's martial yeah. law. Right, well, right. and that's just my thing. Like, if you have the whole point of like the end goal of capitalism is one person holds all or company holds all the money. Like, obviously, that's the super like aggressive. This is what capitalism stands for. But that would never work on a place like Mars, because like we've said before, they'll just end up outside an airlock. So I think, I think John, I see where you're going now as far as like what would the economic and socio platform be, you know, what would the tier system be? But I think in a situation where you're colonizing Mars, especially in the beginning, my first guess would be that it's going to be more of a tribal as far as which everyone everyone has their task and, and this is this is why I labeled it communism because you know propaganda strong uh a lot of people that or a lot of the when I was researching communism in general a few weeks ago, a lot of it was like indigenous Americans, the closest that you could potentially call them is like communistic societies because everyone worked, everyone shared everything, you know. Native American tribes, that's what yes. we're talking about. Yes. And it was, you know, everyone worked, everyone benefited from the work, and it was all done, you know, cooperatively. Now, obviously, communism in that didn't exist back then because it's a newer uh, term. And that's kind of why I picked it, because it's more of the uh, the aggressive. Because socialism also falls into that, but it's that's where it gets all muddy and there's theories and things like that. It's just I don't see capitalism ever working. I see a currency of uh, pink bellies and noogies is really <laughs> going to be what's that's going to be the initial thing, because nobody can hoard it. And it's it's kind of, you know, it's well, easy to spread and pass around. So the interesting part here, John, is, and I'm I'm kind of bummed that I said interesting because I was against this topic, but the, the uh, I think that in my brain, and this is of course my opinion, but it feels to me like government in itself may eventually move, but initially it would have to, it wouldn't be a government per se. I feel like everyone would have to be all in or nothing well because they're gonna you're gonna have to pull your own weight you're gonna have to share everything because there's only a limited amount of resources up there 
Well, and that that's kind of my point is the, the, the problem we have right now is that Musk is deciding to do this. You know, he, he wants to set this up as like his own personal thing. I I just don't see that going well for him. You know, it's like he's the richest person on Earth. He's either going to stay on Earth and try and control it from here, which is a, a good possibility with, you know, the fact that he will potentially control the you know, the cargo, you know, as it were, with the starships. But you got to use his rockets to get the, yeah, yeah he's got a monopoly he, on it. He'll have the, the overarching control of what goes to the planet. Which personally, well, but you, eh, I, I eh. yeah, you see, that's where it's of, like it's muddy. It's it is muddy because theoretically, the second we start colonizing Mars, every every country is going to have their own say. Uh, and the United States, for example, isn't you know they're not going to let Elon control the ships that are going in and out if. You know, there's going to be some regulation as to how the ships are sent. Uh, there has to be a master plan because that would breed too much power if you could be the guy who's like, do what I say or I'm going to withhold your cargo ship. So yeah, you're saying the, the countries are going to band together to regulate so that doesn't happen? Like, we, we control the space, Musk. You can't, you can't do it. You got to run it by us first. Well, because yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking this, you know, if the first... The first thing that's going to happen is we're going to establish a colony, you know, and I'm just saying this because Elon's the first one who's probably going to get there. Let's say he establishes a, a pseudo colony on Mars. China's probably going to be right behind him and they're going to do it on the other side. Well, you right. See just like they hack our software. Mm -hmm. They just take it. It seems, yeah, it seems like, all right, we can do that, too. Well, but there's I a don't... rover. There's a rover on Mars right now. That's doing the exact same thing our rover is doing just on the opposite side of the planet. So I feel like you would essentially have the same thing on a different side of the planet. See, I, I, I would agree with you, except the fact that everyone is lagging behind Musk right now and SpaceX. Well, and that's fine, but eventually they're going to catch up. No, they're, no, they're... I agree. It, it's just... So I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I guess my next question would be like, where, what do you think is the optimal situation for this? Well, like I said, it would have to be a communal effort. And everyone would be involved in everything. That's, we, we, we've talked about this before where, you know, people not helping or trying to be lazy and just live over there without doing work. I just, that, I don't see that as being a thing. Like, and that's why I don't see capitalism working, because the second someone starts pissing everyone off, their ass gets chucked out an airlock. Like, And there's nothing the U.S. is going to do if Elon Musk just one day stops sending messages back to Earth. They can be like, yeah, we don't know where it happened to him. We'll try and find wow. him. Once again, well, you guys in your murderous rage, you have a lot of you, you like to murder. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically. Just Just theoretically. But I mean, this this isn't like some foreign thing in human history. It's happened all the time. Like the French Revolution. It, it's 
Well, like, I'm sure, that I, like on a boat ride over to the new lands, I'm sure there, if there was some jackass who was ruining everything and threatening people's lives, I'm sure he uh, there he might have gone heaved overboard. I'm sure that situation happened. But it seems like when you're on this boat, you like you just kind of lock it down and focus. Like there's a there's a purpose, there's a reason, there's a goal, there's something I'm trying to get to, so I can try to lock it down for three months or however long it took. Right? Well, I, I mean, mean, we have terms for that. It's like mutiny. That, I'm assuming that's what you're describing is, you know, like, hey, the captain's being a dick. Let's throw him overboard. Or no, just so, or some random guy just being a jackass. Yeah. He's not he's well, not pulling his weight and he's 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 peeing in our fresh water. Well, and that's I just know. it. It's like how many people. And that's a good question, because we I, I'm assuming we don't know, because that would have probably been just swept under the rug of, oh, yeah, we left with 60. Only 55 showed up. The rest just kind of died and we threw him overboard. Yeah, we don't have a. There wasn't a like a ticket taker. All right, wait a second. You guys are three short. What happened? Yeah, All right, it's just throw overboard. No. Well, and and especially with like when we talk about, you know, when they came over to America, like they weren't coming back completely because the whole point was colonization. Like they wanted to start settlements, so the boats that were coming cool. back weren't going to be full. So how would they know if half of them got thrown overboard because they were all being dicks? Like that's just something well, uh, we don't know. And the other thing boils down to is, like, what happens if they found find some sort of rare resource on Mars that we could use here on Earth? Now, now there, you know, there's so many different variables that you would have to look at. It's I think movie. the, I think the correct, uh, eh, I could be. Well, no, but that, I think that's the plot of Avatar. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that wow. was like with the Smurfs, right? Like yes, the taller Smurfs. <laughs> the tall Smurfs. Yes, yes. I've never actually watched that movie, but me neither. Uh, it seemed too long. It was too. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the. It was like three hours, right? Great. It's like eh. That's like one of the, you'd have to see it in the theater. Like that's the whole point, just for the grand big screen and the sound effect. But yeah, like on a little on a uh, you're looking on a tablet. Like this sucks. I imagine. Like it was okay, and visually great movie. Plot was plot. Well, but it wasn't. It was way too long, right? All right, never mind. All right. Yeah. Next, I was going to say. He has no. So, all right, let's move on then. We we got stuck. We got stuck on Avatar there for a second, but there's there's just so many variables that you would have to look at that would essentially dictate, um, not in a communist way, but well, it but would you see what I'm you... saying? It would be something akin to like a socialist communist. Everyone would be in charge of everything. Like I, I think, I think you, attaching those types of labels would be almost a detriment because no, I it agree. Would, it would be, it would be more of I think your communal aspect would be. It would, it would have to be an agreed. We're on Team Earth. Oh, we're on Team Mars. Like we are Team Mars. We have to survive. We're going to do everything we need to to survive. Everybody's got a job, and that's just what it is. I yeah. guess that, you know what, that seems optimistic thinking. That would be nice if that happens. Hopefully well, it goes that way. I, one would assume yeah, that it, that would be the the way it would go, because otherwise, like like I said, like if it's, if we put, excuse me, any sort of like, well, I mean, realistically, the only 
type right now that's in play is capitalism. I just don't foresee it working because if someone started taking control, it, it airlock. Right. I feel so, like, also, <laughs> like somebody sets up a stock market and then they inflate it and then it goes bust and then everyone's like, what? Yeah, they would be upset. Well, I, I feel just, like uh, you're trying to turn this into crapping on capitalism. Next topic. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. A title that has communism in it. Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. I didn't blindside you with it. <laughs> I know I wasn't. I wasn't trying to hide it. I, well, God, I knew you would be against. Well, yeah, okay. The the, the this kind of ties into our. Uh, let me. I need to turn some of this stuff off here. Uh, let me go over to this because this is. Since... And who's better at turning things off? Nope, that's the ending. Oh, okay. uh, All right. I, I kind of told Chris about this, but I had to bring pictures. Uh, Elon Musk is kind of turning into Zorg. He's doing that hair. What's with the hair, man? <laughs> and uh, for for any of you that don't know, hopefully everyone... Uh, who is viewing does know who that is. That's uh, from the Fifth Element. He was the bad guy. Yeah, great movie. Like we we have uh, we have Doctor Evil, and now we have Zorg. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on the grit. Like I hated that movie. Chris Tucker annoy. I couldn't get over Chris Tucker being annoying. It just ruined the whole movie for me. Hated it. Two great thumbs movie. down. <laughs> Well, to each their own, Kirk. I thought it was excellent. Yes, well, it is. Once again, agree to disagree. Like, yeah. I, I shower, you do... Okay, no, I'm kidding. I feel like if uh, if Elon Musk starts growing a soul patch, then we'll know. Well, I mean, he he's, talks about uh, currently retiring from... Oh, it could also be a joke because it's Elon and he's. He, oh yeah, he's gonna do just spend more time with his money. No, no, this no. This this is this was the tweet. Thinking of quitting my jobs and becoming an influencer full time. Yes, that's a joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. That put, sounds... You didn't. God damn it! Really? I don't. <laughs> but I mean, this this kind of falls back into what I was talking. We were talking about last week, like when he was bitching about how. SpaceX might go bankrupt. It's like, dude, no. <laughs> you can sell 1% of your talk, or uh, talk, 1% of your stocks and float the business for years. Like, that's. Sounds like Elon is just trolling you specifically. <laughs> well, I. I... If any day ever, ever that crap, come on, your algorithm is just showing you things that Elon says that just rally up. Uh, See, I don't. We kind of touched on this uh, earlier, and I thought it was a novel concept. If he was to step away and just let the engineers do what they want to do, without his oversight specifically, might be a good move for him. Well, and that's just it. And that's that's kind of what I wanted to bring up too. Like SpaceX at this point is too valuable of a company; it would be bought out, and unfortunately, it would likely be bought out by Bezos. Well, and I'm I'm sure there's a lot of he has a lot of talented people underneath him. So if he leaves, I'm sure there's several generals in his army that well, he's not even are, 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 have ideas. Gwyneth Shotwell, I think, is in charge of SpaceX. 
Right, Chris? Uh, got me. I don't know. She's... Hold on. <laughs> Great analysis. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Damned if I know. Back to you. Okay. Or not Gwyneth. Gwen Shotwell. Sorry. How dare you. She's the president and chief operating officer of SpaceX. Right. So she's kind and of so... the run SpaceX. Elon Musk is kind of like the very loud poster boy. He's like and more feel... of a, that, that figurehead, like a spokesperson, that kind of like, yeah. He's a I guy mean, he, he's with. a self-proclaimed engineer who's helped out. Oh, he's got great ideas, don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's there's a certain method to his madness that he could probably tone down a little bit. And if he just stepped away for a second, it might be okay. Just the way that he tries to push all the people to go faster, faster. Sometimes that's not good. Well, and I think that plays into the whole bankruptcy thing because it's like... He hasn't even launched the full stack yet. They have no idea. Like, yeah, sure, they put all their eggs in this basket for Starship, but if one fails, they should have. This should have been a a plan from the beginning. Like, hey, you know, if the first one fails, I think the biggest thing was just the fact that the Raptors weren't being made fast enough. Well, yeah, that was. That was the big thing that he was complaining about, but I feel like this is all just one setup for a really big movie. Like Mike Myers and Bruce Willis, they're gonna team up in in a big ass movie, and they're gonna take down Elon and Jeff Bezos. Hmm. It's not a I, I, yeah. I don't know. I was I was as just a goof making like another Die Hard sequel. Like, oh come on, Bruce, enough of the. Die- what do you do? Five? I think he's up to five. Uh, best Christmas movie ever. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> Home Alone, but <laughs> Christmas story. Christmas Christmas Vacation. Come on, <laughs> uh, obviously, or Scrooged. All right, anyway, Scrooged. <laughs> Scrooge was pretty good. I'll give you that one, Bill Murray. I saw actually the, the the house, the outside house of the Home Alone house. I, I popped up in a story where it's on um, like Airbnb, so people stay there all the time. And I guess they have like they set it up where there's like little booby traps and get. They make it like the the movie. I'm gonna say that house was like massive in the movie as well. It was like 17 people living in it, right? Oh, it's so huge. So, yeah, movies and sitcom houses, you look at them like, how many people? That's a giant house. And they're like, supposed to be like blue collar people. I'm like, that seems expensive. That's a lot of space. I bet that house would be like, if one more person screams Kevin, I'm going to burn myself to the ground. Well, oh, every, I will do it. If you're staying there, that's why you're doing that. That's You're doing nothing but that. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a you're bringing a tarantula and you're burning people and it's a lot of looking. That movie was they were horrific. They really got <laughs> those, those guys got abused. The, the nail in the foot. That was the one I always. I just couldn't watch that. Yeah, that would hurt. So oh, the pain. Yeah, that, yeah. I I do remember that one. Tell me where this is. This is relativity, where we reminisce about Home Alone. But, <laughs> in case you're tuned, it was, we, we, on, a, <laughs> on a weekly basis, that's what we do. We reminisce about Home Alone. Mm-hmm. It'll happen, everybody. So just mark it. It's you know, it's like a running gag in the show. <laughs> All right. 
Hey, somehow in this episode, we've managed to talk about Fifth Element, Avatar, Home Alone, and Austin Powers. So that's and pretty good. Oh, and, Mars. And, and Die Hard. So yeah. we've, we've, gotten, we've gotten a lot of movies in in one episode. There's a wide spectrum there. <laughs> well, since we're talking about space, uh, you guys saw this week that they have picked the... Uh, the new candidates for the next moon mission, the yeah, Artemis I, mission. Pauly Shore was an odd choice. I did <laughs> not totally blindsided. Yep, didn't see that one coming. God, yeah. that that was my. I'm trying to remember the quote now. That was around for my first kid. I'm talking about uh, biodome. Oh, because that would be the most applicable to you know. Setting up a lunar colony. That's true. They're, they're ba- everything they're doing is based off of Biodome. Everything. It's too to a T. It's, it's frightening. It's probably not going to succeed. <laughs> I think they cleaned it up in the movie. I think they had it running pretty good. So, you, so bi- is Biodome then the bar? So, the, you know, we'll get there and then we'll make improvements. Yeah. First, first improvement, no Polly Shore. That's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Wasn't one of the well, Baldwin brothers, too? That was the other guy? <laughs> yeah. So they picked the new group of uh, astronauts that are going to go, well, candidates that are going to go up on the Artemis missions. And from what I can tell, they are all very experienced and uh, flown... In space, multiple times. Not maybe not all of them multiple, but some of them have been astronauts for quite a while. So no rookies. Uh, there there may be like one or two rookies in there. I'm not. I didn't look at the full list, but it seems like uh, they're relying on experience for this mission, which is good. I mean, you want experienced people going up there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I am super excited for that mission. I just think for some reason I think the moon is just fascinating, and I can't wait to see like high res pictures. Yeah, that will be something. Because like there's a a Chinese rover on Mar uh, on Mars on the moon right now, and it found some sort of cabin house picture have you seen that well it's likely just a boulder but yeah yeah well the the hook to all the stories is is the the, uh, Chinese rover spots a cabin uh, looking picture on the moon and oh yay Zerg is gone he was staring at me so are you more excited for pictures of the actual moon or pictures uh, from the moon back at Earth? Like, what are you more interested in? Well, I think, I don't know. The moon's just appealing to me. Uh, I I don't know. There's nothing up there. But the fact that we've already been there once and now we're going to go back and, there, you know, well, I'm I'm going to be bummed when it's not made of cheese, but... Right, this but is it proven. because because it's it's because it's white is it white and pale? It reminds you of John. 
So there's some familiar <laughs> feels feels like family. That's what it is. <laughs> no one. Okay, you might have solved it, Kirk. That might be it. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, not to put you guys on the couch or anything, but I think I I figured it out. No, so like thinking about Mars, we're getting fairly high resolution images from the Perseverance rover up there. And it feels to me like that's a 20 minute venture. You know, it's 20 minutes for anything to even get to Earth from Mars radio wise. Well, so data, data. Tra that's a it, wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So each can like any time they communicate with the rover, it's 20 minutes before it gets from Mars to Earth. And then it takes, then it has to respond, and then it takes 20 minutes back. So 40 minutes of round trip to say, hey. Pretty much. Yep. How's, how's it going, Rover? Pretty good. TGIF. I know. Quite, <laughs> not to mention that, <laughs> uh, not to mention that the, um, the videos and all the information that gets sent takes a long time to upload. So being that the moon is only three days away compared to six months away, we're going to get those images fast and furious in comparison. And I don't know how much they'll release of it. I just think it's going to be really cool to see what kind of stuff they send back. And it won't be robots. It'll be actual human beings with cameras and, you know, you'll get a different view of things. Instead oh, of yeah, just they getting... can. Yeah, they can frame it or try to. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. And hopefully I, I can't imagine like once again, like for the good of humanity, I can't imagine someone like taking the pictures and like hoarding them. And, like, no, this is just for science. You're like, no, that'd uh, be aw awesome to see. Like that's anything that's beauty. Anything NASA related is, uh, since it's a government agency, is public domain, public owned. We find it. So it's there, ours. there should be a website where we could find it. Like, I'm oh yeah, every, every NASA.org or gov. Yeah, it's every NASA. single gov. Yeah, yeah, every single picture NASA has ever taken is free to use. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. It's an awesome and thing about NASA. But I see what Kirk is saying though. Like, if they found aliens on the moon, they're not showing us. You know what I mean? So it's still filtered. I I guarantee there's classified shit out there that we have no idea about. But it Come on, seems you like can't, you can't it seems even like argue. the government always holds stuff something back. Well, they can't. Have, that's that's not for the 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 their children. We'll we'll take care of it. It does like, seem like there's a bit I of that. I would guarantee that. One picture we'll get is of the American flag that's been on the moon for 40 years, 50 years, however long it's been. And Well, right. No. There's not many more landmarks, right? I mean, there's not like... No. You know, there's a Cinnabon. No. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't take a picture of a Cinnabon. That's, if you do that, you have a weight problem, I'm guessing. But you know... They're going to try and say, like, oh, look, here's the American flag that Neil Armstrong planted on the moon. And then all the conspiracy theorists will be like, oh, you guys planted that there. That wasn't there. It would be funny when if we got there and then it was, had graffiti on it. Like, who did this? Who did <laughs> Dude, that would be kind of creepy, though, because then you would know, like, there's aliens out here. And they tagged you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this will show them. This will show Earth. Yeah, this is our turf. Don't don't. don't. <laughs> it's just like a. It's gang warfare. That's all it is. Gang warfare in space with aliens. That's it's what's coming. There's a movie. Uh, There's a Bruckheimer movie right there. But you know, it's 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 one of those things I like to think about, just because, like Mars, right? You can see Mars from Earth, but in the grand scheme, it's a t it's a dot in the sky that's remotely brighter than the stars. You can see the moon, and you can see the moon very clearly. It just seems maybe more tangible because you can actually see it. Right. It's closer. It's more attainable. Yeah. By the way, John, yeah. shut up. Anyway. <laughs> well, in fairness, I was it was bugging me that I didn't remember what the quote was. I found the quote. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so from, what? What's the, what's the quote? It, it was, uh, "Daddy, I wet my huggies." Oh, what? From Biodome. <laughs> it's. It was that for. Was, that was totally worth five minutes. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but back to space because that was completely irrelevant. Um, NASA oh. fixed the Hubble. It's fully operational again. For now. I'm skeptical of that. Yeah, so I was like, they say it's completely working again, but... Can, can you explain how you fix a... Like, I'm not... Someone is not driving up in a truck and physically screwing the actual... Th it's, is it done on the ground through computers? Yeah, like just turning off certain things, turning them back on, switching over to backup systems. So NASA's strategy was just basically, let's unplug it, and then we'll plug it back in, and then... <laughs> yeah. Hey, it works. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I, that's what I do. And you know what I mean? And usually, it, hey, what the hell? Sometimes it works. Well done, NASA. <laughs> yeah, well, and they know that the Hubble is on its last leg. I mean, it's 30 years old. It's It's struggling to survive. It wasn't... I'm just guessing it wasn't designed to live this long anyway. Nothing that Ness has put into space is supposed to have lived as long as it has. But they, uh, with the James Webb and all of its, you know, uh, inconspicuous adventure, we don't know if it's even going to work. So they got to keep that Hubble going as long as they can. Well, and we've got the. I, I, this was the other thing we wanted to bring up. That it's it sounds out XP, but I'm the image imaging X-ray polarity or polar polarimetry explorer. IXPE. That that was way too much words. Uh that was the one that was launched. Was it yesterday? Day before, I think. Yeah, and that one's. Are you looking... are you yawning at our own podcast? Come on, <laughs> I'm yawning. It? Yeah, I, I did <laughs> yawn, and I apologize, but I'm. I'm yeah. here. By the way, can we can we rename the Hubble Perseverance? Because it seems to be kicking ass. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would. I just. How funny would it be if like the Perseverance, like something minor happens to it, and then it goes self destruct, and you're what Perseverance? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, the the one they just launched, I, I find it um, interesting because it just it's collecting x-rays or radiation essentially, which all stars and energy sources give off. 
uh, yeah, it's just the the way it was explained, and I can't remember where I saw it explained. It was probably Scott Manley, but it, it it's going to be an interesting satellite. The one thing I did notice was that with uh, they made it compact so that it could fit in a small fairing. And then uh, because it was launched on a SpaceX or on a, a Falcon 9, it was just a tiny little satellite and a big-ass fairing. And it has, like the James Webb, it had to extend itself, and it had solar panels that were folded, all of which could have been avoided if uh, they knew they were going to launch on a Falcon 9 to start with. That makes sense. Clearly. But the... The last thing I want to get in for space news was that uh, there was an article that came out on the 7th, which was probably, what, Tuesday. Uh, there's a light sail that they think could reach Alpha Centauri in 20 years. I saw that article. It was, uh, it was mildly intriguing, but... I'm... It's, it's not a new thought. This thought has no, been... but also digging into it, and I read the same article, and that article told me that they don't think it's uh, it's it's a good idea, but it's not feasible because of the amount of lasers that you would need. Millions. And the amount of millions. Yeah, and, millions and the amount of, of power lasers. behind them. Well, and that's that's the thing with solar sails, because back way back when, like 2012, I backed a project with. Uh, that Bill Nye, I don't think it was 2012. It might have been like 2014, 15. Uh, but it was Bill Nye, and it was a solar sail. And I probably should look up and see what, uh, what's what been going on with that. But I'm pretty sure they needed 1.21 gigawatts. Well, yeah. every That's the scientific everything. When yes. They cured polio. They had that many gigawatts. They didn't even know what they were yet. There's a jigahoo, jigawatt. Okay. <laughs> no, they said, so in the article, they said, uh, Kirk, they said you would need millions of, of lasers pointed at this thing at any given time, and you would be shooting these lasers, and they would have to be individually aimed to make sure that they were optimally hitting this light sail. So precision, so millions yeah. of lasers being late. Laser precision. Hey, their name. Okay, good. That works. Or you know, potentially one big ass laser in space, but that that's problematic in and of itself. So, like the lasers are aimed at, and that it's all like an energy source. So it's like no, harnessing the power of the no. It's using the light that the lasers are sh that are giving off to push the sail. Okay, it is and then, and incrementally then you slow, but the thought is. You, you shoot lights or lasers at this sail for 10 years constantly, it's going to get up to a point where it's going 20 years would be what a fifth the speed of light. Okay. So I'm, so I'm picturing like, uh, like a sailboat and you bring a big exhaust fan to yeah. aim at no, the, to make it no, go faster. It would be, it would be a sailboat and like, let's say a million laser pointers pointed at the sailboat. Well, right, pushing it, make, making it travel. Yeah, yeah, except, you know, the fire risk with a sailboat and wood. Right, so that's why it's not working in the paper, because <laughs> the, the space well, sail is going to burst into flames as soon as the laser's heated up. So. Yeah, it's like we've 
there was theories about it using the sun and using a sail. It's similar principle to sailing a boat. You're just using the sun's light. My my initial thought was it's a cool idea because you could theoretically push this sail like what did we say last episode? It was 6,300 years to get yeah. to Alpha Centauri where with what the technology we have and they're saying with a light sail and millions of lasers, you could get there in 20 years. What's that amount of laser power doing to us on Earth? It all depends. Like, it, hey, we, we, got to, we got to Alpha Centauri in 20 years, but guess what? I have a tail. I, I, it, how, what? Outside of the amount of energy we'd need, which would be ridiculous, um, I don't think it would do much. You're, you're, it's not like, I guess you could make the assumption that because you're shooting it through the atmosphere, it might heat up the planet more. Well, and just, again, is there, is there radiation involved? Is that where the, I mean, so is that where you're getting the tail? Like, the, so is it I, like mutating? I don't know where Chris was going with that. Hey, well, lasers, depending on what kind of laser they are, you know, they give off something, whether it be radiation or not. You know, you don't want to be hanging around class three lasers all day long. Well, realistically, they would probably be space based. Again, this idea is it's more in theory than anything. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, when you get x-rayed, they, they go, hey, here's a, this vest. Put this vest on to protect you. Not anymore. So, I mean, they don't do that? You don't get a vest anymore? Well, I guess it depends on where you go, but it's becoming less in play. I should know. It seems sketchy. Why? John's just like, here, yeah, 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 yeah. you don't need the vest anymore. It's cool. No, oh, no. Well, see, here's the thing. The the studies that have come out are by physicists who have gone to school way longer than I have. Well, I mean, that just seems like a, it seems like a hard thing to take away. It's almost like a psychological thing for people. That's, like, look, that's I'm used to thing. being protected. Like that seems more for just the patient's well being than yeah. even if okay, technically it's thir- you don't need this, but it's gonna make you feel better. Yeah, no, that still comes into play. I mean, it's not like, yeah, and you still have them. It's not like you're going to throw them out. I'm going to I'm gonna take this lead vest and do something with it. Probably not. <laughs> These are the worst bed sheets ever. <laughs> they just weigh me down. I can't move. Well, yeah, that's a thing, though. The weighted blankets are a thing. I've heard this. It's supposed to be comforting, right? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Snug, snug in a bug in a rug is what it's going for. My oldest has one. It's supposed to be like a hug, I guess. I don't know. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds like someone you, you're going to picture someone strangling you because it's just you. <laughs> in 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 the true Mitch Hedberg styling, it's like being taken down by a really weak guy all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since we're talking about space, John, I did want to bring up one more thing that I forgot to bring up earlier, and then we got de- sidetracked. But. Uh, you guys top brought up the perseverance. Well, I wanted to bring up the ingenuity this week. Uh, it just made its seventeenth flight, which I only thought was impressive because think about when we first started talking about ingenuity. 
Yeah. I mean, we were a baby podcast at that point. And we're, 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 we're only bigger in number. Yeah, they weren't even, was it like, and 10 was like a milestone. They weren't even expecting that, right? No, I think five was like its initial lifespan. Hmm. So the fact that it just reached 17, that's a, that's a big number, you know, comparatively, but. Uh, but it's the hardest working space whirly bird in space. It's just, it's just <laughs> like James Brown. Do you think, though, that the Perseverance is like, ah, I got this thing buzzing. It's always buzzing around. Aren't you, oh, the, like, the actively against annoyed. robots having feelings? Of course I am, but... Yeah, this is... Robots that could be programmed to have petty annoyances? is That's a silly. That's... <laughs> Oh, uh, the copier guy, right? Am I right? Oh, he's so annoying. What? Oh, and I can I can do really important calculations, but oh, uh, this guy. Hold on, I'm not done complaining about that guy yet. Right. On the, on my way to the water cooler, glug glug glug. Oh god, and I'm a robot. Okay. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean it it was such a, you know, it was a really cool like uh, it was a really cool project, and I still have the model of, you know, said ingenuity sitting on my desk. And you like it because it's just, it's blue collar. You're getting your money's worth. He's working <laughs> overtime. He's working hard for the money. That's what you like about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, hey, that, that, that whirly bird's making its living up there. Yep. Burning the <laughs> night at... No, the candle at both ends? No, that's not it. No, that's it. Okay. Burning the candle at both ends. It can't be good for the birthday cake. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's got to ruin several birthday cakes. <laughs> I just... I don't understand why you're doing that. Just light the top. Like, yeah, you don't have to put the other end in the cake cake all right it's getting wax everywhere it's horrible well uh, speaking of getting wax everywhere let's go to kirk's corner i'm excited wow good transition don't be was, of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> um all right just a hey. quick look around yeah am i missing anything new is there any well, something oh, a is, little... is, that a, is that a giant fly hey, that's a giant fly Okay, what did we say about giant fly? Why do we wave a giant fly? Well, he oh, made a fly, Kirk. God damn it. It's supposed to be on Chris's... <laughs> it's around the stink of Chris. Chris's stink is so bad, even his <laughs> space name has not on... All right, you're getting closer. All right. <laughs> okay, it's not a glass of water either, so well done again. I'm not going to drink a fly. I don't know where that fly's been. Look... <laughs> Um, fruit flies adopt. Okay. Anyway, um, I think I think you broke John Kirk. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, did technically make a fly. All right. Good. Thank you. I'll be. I'm not grateful. <laughs> I, I, I berate for two minutes and then I go. All right. Thanks. All right. That was good. That's a fly. <laughs> 
Uh, well, thank you. All right. So now we're in Kirk's corner. So yeah, let's, let's get to some jokes. We got, you know what? I got, I got the bakers. I got the comedian dozen. I got a dozen jokes and two lists for you. So you guys, you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, I like the list for, I like the list Kirk corners. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I have two of them. Uh, so yeah. So we'll start with some jokes though. Okay. So, uh, multi-billionaires are fine with billion dollar fines. Okay. That's a, just, a, just saying. Um, Australia, this is true. Australia had a politician named Dick Gross. There's no, no joke there. Just hashtag, oh, Australia. Like, <laughs> that guy ran for office and people voted for him with that name. And they're like, oh, you're good people. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. How about this one? Uh, Santa, it's almost holidays. Santa gives presents to good little boys and girls. Monsanto gives people cancer. Okay, it's a little, oh. a little different. It's a little different. Oh. Um, all right. How about uh, black licorice doesn't matter? Um, hashtag gross. No? I agree. Licorice. I agree. Okay. Uh, the lone bright spot of being homeless has to be no, uh, has to be no HOA. That is the only good thing. <laughs> um. Okay, and if you really think about it, I've quit a couple jobs. A resignation letter only needs two letters. The you want to fill in the word puzzle? I would say F U. I was going to say, yeah, F U. That's, that's all you need. Just sign yep. it. And then they, they'll, they'll get the message. Oh, he's, he's not going to be here Monday. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, but this, how, how about uh, if steam vegetables are healthier? Let's get coma patients to the sauna. All right. <laughs> come on. You're in the health industry. Make this happen. Oh, come on. You're not going to You tell that at work tomorrow and tell me that doesn't get a chuckle out of the nurses. Um, speaking of health, a pogo, pogo sticks and stones will definitely break your bones. Am I right? Yeah. Um, okay. Is replacing the swimsuit competition with the Tupperware competition more or less sexist? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. It's more of a ponder. Uh, okay, sports joke, and we got two more here. So the football coach couldn't even get his tight ends to meet. Oh, that's that's not a come on. His tight ends went meet. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, how about synchronized dumpster diving is not an Olympic sport. Yet. All right. All right. So here's what I have to think about. Okay. So hip. Here's the th Okay. So as in the medical field. Okay. So when you replace a hip, how does the other hip feel? You know, does it feel concerned? You know, like it's days are numbered. Is it, is your, the other hip, is it sad because it misses their friend? You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, lefty's gone. Uh, you know, or is it excited about a shiny new state of the art partner or nothing because it's a hip and it's confused. It's not square. Boom. That was a lot of hip jokes. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then okay, so here's the, here's the other list. And this is silly. I was, I was reading a uh, Jimmy Carter, a book about Jimmy Carter and he did habitat for humanity. That was one of his thing, build houses for people. So he created that here are habitat for humanity spinoffs. Other people tried to do. Okay. So the first one was uh, haberdasheries for humanity. That's just fun to say. Um, <laughs> the cat, the cat in the hat for humanity. That's a good one. Um, tit for tat for humanity and uh, Kit Kats for humanity and the Habitat for Insanity. Those are the spinoffs of Habitat for Humanity. 
Okay, so that 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 wraps up Kirk's corner. So any uh, discussion points, anything you want to just flesh out, the, we're confused the, by the Australian thing. Um, saw something that said we did not, as Americans, we did not make big enough effort. The fact that we had uh, Dick and Bush as our presidential combo for a while. Oh yeah, the, with Cheney. I think Anthony Weiner was in there somewhere too. So that's true. That was another good politician name. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't believe. I, you know what? It's almost like I think every first one of their elections, they won on a goof. You know, people are like, oh, that's a funny name, and then they won. I'm like, what? And then they did it. Hey, my, they lowered my taxes, and my economy's better. Hell yeah! Well done. Well, I'm, I'm still laughing about steamed vegetables so <laughs> just figured i'd give you that one kirk that was your phone heartless bastard <laughs> uh well good all right well should we right. should we skid yeah let's segue back over somebody put some oil on that door it didn't say holla kirk look at chris's name Hey, see, that's what I'm talking about. Bingo, bango, bongo. Hey, fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> I, I didn't want to spoil the joke, and I'm glad I didn't by putting it at the beginning. Yeah, that was good. That worked out well. That's <laughs> I fell right into your trap. <laughs> I protest. A hundred percent. That's why I was laughing so hard. But well done, John. Yeah, no, that was, hey, yeah, nice orchestrated thing. By the way, Chris, we're going to get you a shirt that says, for the love of God, please don't scratch or sniff. That's going to be a shirt that you're going to wear, okay? <laughs> Got it. Oh. Oh, hold on. Is someone DJing? Is someone scratching? Someone's yeah, I don't on the know ones what in the that was. I kind of muted uh, it to stop it. Thank you. Okay. Well, technical difficulties on our end. We uh, got our eardrums blown out by something. It was terrible. Uh, I'm assuming the uh, the watchers did as well. We do apologize for that. Right, the rest of the show won't be as annoying. We promise. <laughs> that was the that that was the most that'll be the most annoying part of the show. So if you got past that, you're on the home stretch. Uh, so let's go off topic, Kirk. It's that time of night. Um, and John, I guess. <laughs> you're just mad about the flies. Of course I am, but <laughs> you know what? I'll go ahead and I'll I'll, I'll take it in stride, and I'm going to go ahead and start this week. Uh, I just had a interesting story. So uh, I'm one of those people who plays the lottery every every day. I play cash five here in Colorado. But uh, so this dude goes to the store and accidentally buys two. He buys a, a lotto ticket and then accidentally somehow buys a, a copy of the same lotto ticket. So he ends up buying two of the same ticket. And wins two jackpots. Which means nothing because it gets split usually. Right? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. They said that he won both. Like it was one of those where it was like cash five, where multiple oh, okay. people. So uh, essentially, he just got two wins. How lucky! Wait, do you play the same numbers? Do you have your? I always kill when people like I've been playing the same numbers, my lucky numbers for forty years, and I've never won. I'm like, I don't think those are your lucky numbers. <laughs> Uh, like, do, I've been you, playing, do you do that or do you mix it? What do you do? I've been playing the same numbers for about a year ish. Okay. Yeah. I figured eventually they're going to hit sometime, someday. See what, sure, what, the, the, the odds are not with you at all, of course. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. What gets me is the fact that I, I'm sure you've seen, Chris, that the uh, Colorado lottery is like 18 million right now. Seems high. Yeah, I, it's it's ridiculously high, like eighteen point five million. Because I'm a nerd and calculated it out, I I have the actual uh, like the annuity settings, and it's like my phone is taking way too long to load. Uh, the flies it, are flying around different. Like there's the pattern switching up, or like <laughs> there's three <laughs> of them too. That's a nice touch. <laughs> Yeah, like the annuity after tax is like three hundred thousand dollars per year going up. It's crazy. That's nice. Well, hey, that was my story, Kirk. What do you got? All right, my story was in a, in Saudi Arabia. They had a beauty contest for camels, and forty three of said camels were disqualified. Because they were either receiving Botox, they had facelifts, or other cosmetic procedures. Okay, so just wrap your head around that. 43 cows with full pouty lips and just alluring as hell. But they didn't have good personalities. Um, but the winner, the winning animal breeders actually get $66 million. So this is a big, big deal. I, yeah, I could see <laughs> that. Shape of heads, necks, and humps, as well as the camel's dress posture. And there's also a talent competition. I may have made that last part up. But come on, <laughs> serious. So just Saudi Arabia, cosmetic surgery for camels to win a beauty contest. Uh, any th initial reactions? Uh, Not surprising. Uh, yeah, it just Look at seemed, the dog shows uh, in America. So this is just like, uh, like honey, you know, instead of making the kids dance or something, they're just making the camels pretty. They're probably in sequins and doing a dance number. What's the, the dog show in? Uh... Oh, the Westminster. Is it the Westminster? That's the big yeah. fancy one, like in New York. The one that, like, hmm. you know, the, the the Best in Show movie was based on. Like that one. I, I guess everybody's got their thing if you want to make camels pretty. I mean, uh, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's 50 for the Westminster. 50,000. That's I mean, not 66 million. No, I, I was thinking it was, uh, it was a little bit more than that. But for how big that show is, I'm kind of surprised. And all of the camels are forced to smoke the whole time. It's a, it's a, it's a Joe Camel time. They they can't get away. It's camel smoke. That's why they spit. Push the brand. We got to keep pushing the brand. You know they don't. 
You know they don't air commercials in America anymore, right? Right. We can't get magazines, and and everybody who uses our product is dying. So. Ah, on that note, John, what do you got? Uh, scientists are trying to make a black box for humanity. Uh, black box for humanity. Now, the black box is the thing in the in the plane that it's both. Yeah. there's a recorder, so they figure out, and it's supposed to be you can't damage it, you can't yep. destroy it, right? Indestructible. So they're they're trying to you know make sure that when we inevitably bite it, the uh, the next civilization can. <laughs> When, Read when all the history. Death of the universe <laughs> happens. Yeah, look, someone's getting murdered someplace at some time. If John's <laughs> around, someone's getting thrown out of an airlock for some. You know, he stepped on the back of my shoe and gave me a flat tire. Out of the airlock, you're gone. Bam! Like Jesus, itchy trigger finger. <laughs> I don't like the way he looked at me. Boom, done. Right. A snide. He he didn't return the Tupperware from when I lent him the leftovers. Done. It's over. <laughs> huh. Well, did they say how they were going to make a black box for humanity, John? Because I have questions. Yeah, because uh... like that seems like so there'd be almost. I'm picturing like just like a bunker. You know what I mean? So it was like people just run to a, a bunker in case something's happening. Three inch thick steel and cantilevered off granite. Uh, it'll be, yeah, see that storage drives powered by solar panels on the roof, which that won't last. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just supposed to be like a data storage of, hey, if, if you find this, this, this is how you access all of Earth's data. I mean, all of Wikipedia can fit on a tablet. So it's it's like almost like a time capsule for humanity. Yeah. Like the solar panels are going to be melted by whatever destroyed us in the first place. So they'll just it's like a, yeah. you know, like a, t- a time or capsule. a volcano. If it's a volcano or an asteroid, it's going to be dark for like ten years. So and three inches of steel doesn't exactly uh, feel impenetrable to me. Like a, a, an asteroid that directly hits it will completely destroy it. Yeah. There's lot. Yeah. There's flaws in this uh, right. in this story. I'm gonna need more uh, research done on that one. And if that asteroid hit it and destroyed it, you would be so happy. You're like, <laughs> you'd be doing the Mr. Burns fingers. <sighs> well, gentlemen, I think that about wraps us up. Uh, now that I got flies flying around me, I gotta. <laughs> We can, you know what? Maybe next week we can add a fly strip and maybe we'll catch one. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas, but, or there's a thousand more flies. But you'll, have to, you'll have to tune in. You'll, you know what? That's a nice teaser for the people. Let's see what happens with the flies. How is this going to resolve itself? Just a, a swatter, fly swatter, just ran. Anyway, stay tuned. Stay tuned. But uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying their Friday night. Uh, We will be back next week. We do have Space Engineers tomorrow night uh, working on some things over there. Do check out our social medias, YouTube, TikTok. Linked below. Well, on Twitch. Okay. Everything's linked on Twitch. Well, no, no, no. I meant on 
since we're on Twitch, it's below in our about page right now. Uh, everywhere else, I, I have to figure out how to do that better. My check us out on check us out on TikTok. We we have a propensity of blowing up on TikTok. It's kind of fun, and it makes John anxious. So yeah, double know. win win. Mm -hmm. He's going to be an influencer soon, and he hates it. <laughs> uh, the day that happens, Kirk, he will delete the account. Yes. <laughs> but the, but he'll still come up with his own brand of like water just to try. And, All right, <laughs> I don't like it I once, but it was stupid. But drink water that makes it you as pale as the water itself. Okay, anyway. <laughs> We're, we're, we were wrapping up, right? Translucent, <laughs> as it were. Trans, translucent. Yeah, there you go. That's his brand. That's his production company. <laughs> well, yes, we are wrapping up. So thank you, everybody, for listening this evening. We appreciate you here, and we will see you on next week. Go boldly, friends. <laughs>